Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So every Sunday, at least in ordinary time, uh, and yeah, mostly in ordinary time, and when we pray the creed on Sundays, we pray the Nicene Creed where we hear that the Lord is the creator of everything visible and invisible, right? Everything visible and invisible. It's pretty obvious what we mean by the visible stuff, right? It's the stuff you can see around you, right? The stuff that we're sitting on, touching, looking at, all of that stuff. Uh, Not only the stuff here on earth, but from the far reaches of the universe, all of that visible creation, obviously that's what we're talking about. But what about the invisible stuff? Well, that of course is referring to the whole reality of heaven, the whole reality of the heavenly hosts, the angels beyond counting. Increasingly, though, right, we live in a world and amidst a culture that discredits and disbelieves in the invisible realm, right, the transcendent realm, in the spiritual, right, that's seen as medieval superstition. And in favor of that sort of view, it's this increasing, encroaching materialism, right, that if it can't be seen, if it can't be touched, if it can't be measured or weighed, um, or viewed through a microscope or a telescope, it's not real, right? That's the prevailing view. It's this nothing but uh, way of looking at reality, right? So it's this, the human person is nothing but a collection of atoms and molecules. Love is nothing but a chemical experience happening in the soft tissue of your brain, this reductionism, this materialism, right? This prevailing worldview goes by a lot of different names. Materialism, reductionism, scientific materialism, scientism, all of this. Basically, they're all the same thing. Basically, they're saying the same thing, which is that there's nothing in, there's nothing except matter operating in fields of force. That's all that exists. And I don't want to spend uh, the homily today refuting this whole view of scientific materialism. I just want to draw our attention to the fact, like the obvious fact, I should say, that those ideas, when drawn out to their logical conclusions, that only leads, it's only led, historically speaking, to immense suffering and death. It's the logic, it's the, the foundation behind the 20th century war machines, the totalitarianism that swept across the country, the world. Like the first step to mass murder and genocide, the first step to immense brutality is to cease viewing the human person within the purview of transcendent realities. He's nothing but meat. He's nothing but a cog in the machine. He's nothing but a tool for us to use. So against that worldview, that is more and more encroaching upon our culture, the church would say, the church has said, no, no, this world isn't all that there is. Like, in fact, the material world is the least colorful, let's say, the least interesting, the least fascinating component of God's creation, the least potent part of God's creation. As I was praying through this feast day, as I was sitting there with the Lord, I just heard the Lord like whispering to my heart, like to my heart, it's like, you think, like Patrick, you think that the trillions of birds and bugs and fish and fowl are amazing? 
You think the sunrises and sunsets over the Grand Canyon, over the ocean are amazing and beautiful? You think that the quadrillions of stars and planets and the leaves and snowflakes beyond counting are beautiful and amazing? He said, wait till you'll see my angels. Wait till you see my angels. Wait till you see your guardian angel. Wait till you see the archangels. So I heard the Lord whisper into my heart. So what is an angel? It's a spiritual being, right, with intellect and will, but not bound by a material body. Angels never had bodies, right? We don't die and become angels. That's always a tough one to tell people. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, sorry. It's, it'd be akin to asking or thinking that when we die, we become giraffes, right? It's like a different species. That's a different creature. We stay human uh, in... Uh, after death, right? Angels and humans are different species within creation. And every angel, get this, Thomas Aquinas says, every angel is its own species. This is kind of where it gets mind-blowing. Every angel, he says, comprises, every angel encompasses the sum total of that particular creature. Like, not one of us does that. Right, Gabriel, right, the archangel Gabriel, himself comprises the essence, if you will, of Gabrielity, which is different than you and I. Like, I myself do not encompass the sum total of humanity. I'd be pretty egotistical if I thought that, right? I'm one instance. You are one instance of the species of humanity. The angels are not one instance of the species of angel. Every angel is its own species. Here's another way to think about it. If you were to take every person, every human being who's ever lived, every person who's alive now, and every human being who will live, and you condense them into a single individual, that is what like one angel is like. And you're starting to get a little glimpse of the complexity, the power, the potency, the beauty, the unbelievable glory that God has built into every single one of these angels, these trillions and trillions and trillions of angels, right? The endless creativity of our God. That's why I heard him saying, like, you think bugs are amazing? You think, like, birds and fish and you think all of this is amazing? Which it is. He's saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. And of all the angels, right, three in particular are highlighted today, right, the archangels. They're so designated, church, the church fathers say, because of their extraordinary missions, right, the weightiness of their missions. And that's all revealed, in a sense, in their names. Michael, Mikael, meaning who is like God, is the one who, of course, combated with Satan, threw him out of heaven, where we hear that in the first reading from the book of Revelation. Gabriel, the strength of God, announces the incarnation right, to marry the princess of the universe, and Raphael, or Raphael, the healing of God, the one who comes to uh, Tobit and heals him in his blindness. So, quite simply, I just want to invite us today on this feast day, this feast day of these powerful beings, to be reminded of our companionship, first of all, with them, that we are surrounded by them, encouraged by them, right? Well, here in the preface, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all of that. To be reminded of God's endless creativity, to let our imaginations, again, drift into the world of like, God, what have you prepared for us? If eye has not seen and ear has not heard, what has even 
like entered into the mind of man which you have prepared for us. What, what could that be? What could that be? And we want to beg the Lord for the grace that our minds and our imaginations would be drawn through the sensible world around us uh, to contemplate and be drawn up into the invisible realm, the things visible and invisible. Amen.